What's going on, everybody? My name is Alex, aka Shreddy, and I'd like to welcome you all back to the Shreddy Stick Podcast. This is a podcast about how to make money as a filmmaker. Today, we're going to be talking about Upwork versus Fiverr for freelancing. Which site should you be using? What's the pros and cons of using both or just one or the other? But before we get started, if you could all do me a favor and like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff, it would be really helpful for the show. We are currently on all the major podcasting platforms as well as an audio slash video version on YouTube. So let's get into this. We're going to be talking about Upwork versus Fiverr from a freelance video editor's experience. Now, I don't want to scare people off who are not freelance video editors because I think all this information is still relevant if you are not a video editor. So if you feel like I bait and switched you by talking about being a freelance video editor, do not worry. I think all of these things still apply to pretty much any field when it comes to freelancing. So let's just get into it. First, I'm gonna be talking about Upwork, then Fiverr, and then kind of my final thoughts about both of them in contrast to each other. So with Upwork, I have been on Upwork since about 2017, 2018. I can't remember exactly when I signed up for the service or the website rather. In the beginning, I had a lot of trouble finding gigs. I was working a full-time job before I completely engrossed myself into freelancing. So I can't say that I really gave myself a lot of headroom as far as just completely engrossing myself in the whole experience. Freelancing is something that takes a lot of time and effort and patience, and it can be a little discouraging if you're applying for a bunch of jobs and you don't get them. And that's exactly what happened to me when I first started freelancing. I wasn't getting jobs right away and then I just kind of gave up. I wish I wouldn't have done that, but it is what it is. I made it work several years later, obviously. But however, my first year or so between August of 2020 and now, I've made over $50,000 in gross revenue on Upwork. So obviously it's working out pretty well for me for being in this for what is it now? 14 months since I really started getting gigs. So I'd say that's pretty good. So let's talk about how do you find jobs on Upwork? This is where I think Upwork really shines is that you're able to apply for gigs on the platform. So a client who's looking for a specific service can write a job posting for free and people like me can apply for those jobs. So for instance, let's take the example of video editing. If somebody has a YouTube channel, they can look for a video editor for their YouTube channel. Then if I'm interested in that position, if I like what they're doing, the payments, right, all that, I will put in a job submission or a proposal as they call it on Upwork for that job. Basically all you do is write in there if you are looking for an hourly rate or a fixed rate, If you're looking for a fixed rate, how long it's going to take you to do the job. And then you write a proposal, basically a cover letter, why you should be the person who's right for this job. Sometimes they'll actually have additional information that they're looking for with specific questions. They'll ask for samples of work, so on and so forth. So those are things to consider. You really want to focus on writing a killer proposal. I'll tell you right now that as somebody who has looked for work as a freelancer and as somebody who has tried to hire freelancers, there are definitely some do's and don'ts when it comes to writing a proposal. I won't get into that too much here, but I would say just briefly, try to keep it short and simple. The elevator pitch method is definitely best 
What that means is that you should be able to pitch yourself in the duration of an elevator ride as to why you should be hired for a specific job. Maybe one to two paragraphs, links to samples of your work, that should be sufficient enough. I've seen examples where people have written one sentence and it's clear that they don't take this seriously. And I've seen people who write novels and I just don't have the time to read anything like that. Two or three paragraphs is pretty reasonable and it's worked pretty well for me. You also wanna create a good portfolio. This is another place where Upwork really shines because you can create an intro for yourself so you can write a brief history about yourself and just what your services offer. You can attach a reel, or even if you're not a video editor, you can still shoot a video talking about the services that you offer as kind of like a pitch video. You can post samples of your work, both videos and pictures and documents and stuff like that. You can get reviewed by other clients that you work with if you've been on the service for a while. You can get outside reviews from people that you've worked with in the past. If they have a LinkedIn profile, you can request that they write you a testimonial. You can get certifications from Upwork or say, for instance, for me, I'm Adobe certified in Premiere Pro. I was able to attach that to my Upwork portfolio. So there's definitely a lot of great tools in there to be able to market yourself to prospective clients. And again, I think this is where Upwork really shines in comparison to a lot of the other freelancing platforms. So that's basically how you find jobs on there. Now let's get into some of the things that you should know if you are looking to become a freelancer on Upwork. If you get a job with somebody on Upwork, know that Upwork is going to take 20% of whatever you make. So for example, if I have a contract with somebody where I'm editing a video for $100, 20% of that $100 is gonna go directly to Upwork. Now Upwork is really considerate for the most part in that they reduce that fee if you work for somebody long-term. So for instance, I have clients who I've worked with all year and over time that fee rate has reduced significantly. So once you cross a couple of thresholds, it'll drop down to 10%. And if you can cross over $10,000 in earnings, it'll even drop down to 5%. Now this will depend on the clients. Some clients on Upwork can be agencies or something along those lines where they work out a deal with Upwork where whatever the talent they get, it's just a flat 10% fee. I do have a client on Upwork who I work with who has that 10% fee. So luckily I was able to surpass the 20%, but I can't get down to the 5%, which is a little frustrating. It is what it is, and it's part of the, the game that we have to play with Upwork. So 10% is not the end of the world. Payments can be made via ACH transfer or PayPal. If you use PayPal, just know that it costs you a dollar every time you transfer money from your Upwork account to your PayPal account. I was kind of an idiot in the beginning because I didn't know that they had ACH transfers and I was always doing everything through PayPal. Could have saved myself a lot of money, but I guess my mistakes are just good information for you. You may have to spend some time looking. I ended up having to apply to 75 gigs before I actually landed my first one, which is a little frustrating. Upwork claims the average time it takes to get a job on their platform is three days. That was not my experience. I looked for months, so that's just something to consider. That could be because of my lack of portfolio information. I definitely filled out everything, but I didn't have a lot of corporate work on my portfolio. Once I started getting those kinds of jobs and adding those videos to my portfolio, I definitely started to get a lot more calls quicker, but it is something to keep in mind, especially if you're just starting out completely in the freelancing world. 
If you're applying for jobs, it actually costs money on Upwork to apply for a job. So they have these things called connects where you have to buy, let's say you, you can buy like 20 connects or something like that to apply for jobs. Job proposals can cost anywhere from two to six connects. So they're 15 cents per connect. So it can cost you anywhere from 30 cents to a dollar to apply for a job on Upwork. Now that definitely is a con, but I think it's kind of worth it in the end because I think the job proposals or listings rather on Upwork are a little more quality over Fiverr. I'll get into that a little bit more later, but just know that I think it's actually worth it. You buy connects in bulk. As I mentioned, they're 15 cents. You can't just buy one connect. You usually have to buy, I think, five or 10 at least. Upwork also has a subscription for $15 a month. I think they give you like 70 connects or something like that. The subscription is worth it if you're constantly having to apply for jobs. It keeps your profile public and I think the connects themselves pay for the subscription. So if you're already buying a bunch of connects every month, you might as well pay for the subscription. But if not, just know that it costs money to apply for gigs. There are a lot of times too where Upwork will invite you to apply for jobs for free so you don't have to spend any connects. And there are a lot of times where they will give you free connects if you apply to certain jobs. So it will be a free job posting that you can apply for and they'll give you additional connects to apply for future jobs. That's pretty cool. Also too, if you have a couple of revolving clients on a consistent basis, you won't be applying for jobs quite a bit. I honestly haven't applied for jobs in months, so it doesn't really affect me. I've had like over 100 connects just sitting in my account for a long time, just because I haven't had to apply for jobs, but just something to consider. You also will not need to fill out a W-9 form and you will not be receiving 1099s directly from the clients, but you will need to fill out a W-9 form for Upwork itself because they will need to send a 1099 on your behalf at some point. I th the threshold is 20,000, at least in the United States, I don't know about anywhere else, but in the United States, the threshold is $20,000 or 200 transactions throughout calendar year. Now, if you live in the United States, it's going to change next year to $600, which is really annoying. So if you pretty much do any work on Upwork, they're gonna send a 1099 on your behalf. But luckily you don't have to do 1099s and the clients don't have to do any 1099s. So that's another advantage to Upwork, at least from that perspective. So that's most of the big things. Let's get into Fiverr now and kind of compare it to what I was talking about with Upwork. So I had been on Fiverr since I believe 2020. I might've been on there a little bit sooner, but I didn't start seriously looking until 2020 when I started doing the Upwork stuff. I've not been getting nearly as many gigs on Fiverr. In fact, I think getting gigs on Fiverr is a lot more complicated, at least from my experience as a video editor. I've not made a lot of money. So like I said, between August of 2020 and now, I've made around 50,000 or so in earnings. And with Fiverr, I've probably made maybe four or $500. So you can see there's a pretty big discrepancy between the two. So let's talk about how you find jobs on Fiverr. So it's not like Upwork. You're not able to apply to jobs the same way. So you have to create gigs on the platform, which for instance, if I'm a video editor, I can create a gig saying that I edit YouTube videos. Here's my YouTube video editing service, what that will include, blah, blah, blah. And then prospective clients will look at that and either order or they can message me 
for a custom order based on the criteria that I provided in the gig. Now you can create multiple gigs and that's definitely a positive, but the problem is, is that you're at the mercy of people finding you. Now I will say that Fiverr does have what's called buyer requests where a buyer can essentially put up a job submission just like they would on Upwork, but it is extremely seldom compared to Upwork. You can't go and search for jobs like you could, at least as a new seller. I'm not sure once you level up if it changes, but at least in my experience as a quote unquote new seller on Upwork, because they tier you based on how much work you've done, I have not been able to search for specific work like I would be able to on Upwork. And that's really frustrating for me because I feel like I'm better pitching myself for direct jobs rather than just generic jobs. That's not something that I really like. It's nice that you're able to have multiple services, like I was saying, so I can have a service for YouTube videos and then I can have a service for ads and I can have a service for podcasts and so on and so forth. But I'd really like to be able to go and pitch myself as well. It would be nice if there was, if you had the ability to do both. On Upwork, you actually do have the ability to do both. So that is something to keep in mind. Now, some things to know. They also do the 20% fee where they take 20% of whatever you make. To my knowledge, it's not tiered either like it is on Upwork. So it's 20% no matter how long you've been working with the client. That kind of sucks because the fees do get really old over time, especially if you're working with a consistent client. You can get paid via PayPal or Payoneer. I'm not completely in love with Payoneer other than how fast it is, but it does cost you every time you want to do a transfer, which is $1. I have used PayPal as well, and I don't think it has the same dollar transfer fee as Upwork. I believe it's always been free every time I've done it. So just something to keep in mind, if you want to do direct deposit transfers, it's going to cost you money every time you want to do one on Fiverr. As I mentioned before, I think it could be really frustrating to find work, and I think that can entirely depend on your industry. Something I've noticed looking at different forums and Facebook groups and stuff like that for freelancers is it seems that copywriters tend to have a much better time on Fiverr than they do on Upwork. I rarely see anybody ever talking about Upwork when it comes to copywriting. So it could just be an industry thing where video editors or just video people in general have a much easier time on Upwork than they do on Fiverr. Don't get me wrong. I see a lot of people making video editing happen on Fiverr, but I don't see it nearly talked about as much as I do with Upwork. Again, you'll have to fill out a W-9 for Fiverr itself and they'll send a 1099 with the same criteria, but you won't have to get a, you won't have to send a W-9 rather to clients directly and they don't have to send you a 1099 directly either. So those are all the big things between the two. My final thoughts is that Upwork has been a lot more successful for me in the past, as you can see, just from a monetary perspective, I have a much easier time looking for work on there. Once things really started picking up for me on Upwork, I wasn't even looking at Fiverr. So I'd say like for the first nine months or so of my freelancing, no, actually the first year almost. So between August, 2020, and I'd say I didn't start seriously looking on Fiverr again until June of 2021. I didn't get any work on Fiverr. I was completely focused on Upwork. Now, I think it may be better, especially in the beginning. You might want to have both your portfolios set up, but I would spend more time looking on one platform versus the other. So for instance, I spent a lot more time on Upwork before I started to engross myself in Fiverr. I wanted to figure out 
Upwork's algorithm, what worked, what didn't. And obviously I was able to do that because I've been getting a lot of jobs. Now you might have the exact opposite effect where Fiverr might work well for you. Then I would definitely put a lot more time and focus into Fiverr rather than Upwork. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use Upwork later if Fiverr works out for you more. Definitely being diverse is extremely important, especially in the freelancing industry. But at least in the beginning, focusing on one or the other is definitely something I would recommend just until you understand how it works and get really good at it. The last thing I'll say on either of these platforms is that it's a numbers game. You're going to have to apply for a lot of gigs or you're going to have to spend a lot of time reworking your gigs on up or Fiverr rather to really nail down what works and what doesn't. Just be patient. It's going to take some time. And eventually I think it'll work out for you on either platform. As I mentioned, I like Upwork a lot more, but I am still looking for stuff on Fiverr consistently. So that's all of my thoughts on Upwork versus Fiverr. I hope you guys found this really helpful. Definitely let me know what platform has worked better for you. What techniques do you recommend using on either of them? I definitely have a wealth of knowledge on Upwork, but I'm not saying I'm doing everything right. If you are doing something better than I am or have some better information than I do, definitely let me know in the comments. Same thing with Fiverr. I'd love to be able to get better at Fiverr. So let me know what you recommend as far as what I could be doing better, what has worked for you, etc. And yeah, I definitely appreciate all the feedback. So again, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. We're on all the major podcasting platforms, as well as a video version on YouTube. Thank you again so much for watching or listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Later. Mm-hmm.